special edition of our Vegas Nation podcast. We're following the Raiders' final preseason game in Seattle where the Raiders took out the Seahawks by a score of 32-19. Raiders beat writer Michael Gelkin in C-Town. We'll have a report from him. And I'm joined in studio by NFL writer Gilberto Monsano. And later, I'll be joined by NFL veteran pass rusher, Super Bowl champion, Dwight Freeney. But first, let's go ahead and check in with Michael Gelkin, who is in C-Town, and he wraps up the Raiders' final preseason game. Michael, what you have? Thanks, Brian. As you said, a 30-19 exhibition win for the Raiders over the Seahawks, thereby ending the preseason finally. This exhibition, and really all preseason games before it, are really about individual performance. The Raiders, sure, they were 3-1 and one as a team here in August, but what really matters is who helped himself and who didn't help himself going into the 53-man roster and practice squad decisions that the Raiders are going to finalize before Saturday's 1 p.m. Deadline. So let's talk about first who helped himself. Keon Hatcher, eight catches, 128 yards, three touchdowns, an impressive performance from someone who spent all of 2017 on the Raiders practice squad. The question now is what do they do with him? Going into Thursday, it was expected that he was going to be waived. The Raiders really weren't planning on retaining him. They thought based on what he'd shown in the preseason thus far, he might be someone that they could sneak onto their practice squad again. But now, given that all 31 other NFL teams have seen what Hatcher just did, it's probably unlikely that should the Raiders waive Hatcher on Friday or Saturday, that he would clear waivers on Sunday or even be willing, should he clear waivers, to return to the team given the Raiders are expected to go heavy at wide receiver and Hatcher would be on the outside of that whole equation. So what do they do there? Uh, E.J. Manuel, another player who helped himself, really seemed to solidify his hold on the Raiders' backup quarterback job. He was a pregame captain ahead of Connor Cook. He outperformed Connor Cook, played more of the game all the first half and into the third quarter, three touchdowns, nearly 300 passing yards. Yes, this is an exhibition against a lot of defenders who aren't going to be making the 53-man roster. Some of these guys won't play in the NFL ever again. They're going to have careers in Canada. Still, you like, if you're the Raiders, what you saw from E.J. Manuel, and certainly you would think it would be enough for him to be the number two quarterback this season. But all Brown, a defensive end, also helped himself. Let's go to somebody who didn't, though. Mario Edwards Jr., defensive end, a 2015 second-round pick. I kind of want to redo on my 53-man roster that I had in Thursday's newspaper because it had Mario Edwards in there and I was hearing maybe otherwise that he wouldn't make the club and you look at how he was used Thursday he played into the fourth quarter again this is a former second round pick in 2015 he's playing into the fourth quarter of a fourth exhibition clearly the Raiders in a game when they're resting about 40 plus players or nearly 40 players were underwhelmed with what they've seen from Edwards so far and so I think with the rise of Fadal Brown Mario Edwards Jr. could be getting notification on Friday or more likely Saturday morning that he is not part of the Raiders' 53-man roster. From here in Seattle, back to you, Brian, in the Vegas Station studio. In studio with NFL writer Gilberto Manzano and EJ Manuel Gilbert. He did his thing tonight, 18 for 22, 255 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 
Passer rating? Take a wild guess what that might be. Eh. That's a bit over 100, right? Yeah, absolutely over 100. 154.5. Connor Cook have a good time trying to find a job elsewhere because he had to <laughs> he had to lose the the backup quarterback spot with this performance that he had during the preseason, Connor Cook, and E.J. Manuel had to win it with his performance tonight, right? Yeah, no, you're, you're right, Brian. It seemed like nobody wanted this job for the first three preseason games. And then it was it was, it was down to this final fourth game. Who wants a job? Are we going to go find somebody off the street or trade for somebody? Kaepernick. Uh, Kaepernick, you know, <laughs> that would have been a, a, a great pickup, uh, you know, besides all the controversy there. Yeah. But, you know, it was down to these two guys, the final game, and – who got the start? EJ Manuel, yes. not Connor Cook. Connor Cook's been getting most of the starts this year. Yeah. And he's been getting the first team reps and practices. It kind of seems like John Green really wanted Connor Cook to take that he job. Really tried. He, he, he tried. tried his hardest to give him that job. <laughs> and Connor Cook would not take it. And and props to EJ Manuel, the former first round pick for the Buffalo Bills yeah. from Florida State. Yeah. You went to Florida State. Yeah. Knowles, baby. You know FSU. about that. And he finally showed out. You know how people say he finally had a good game. He had three, uh, two touchdown passes. Uh, his first drive was shaky, but after that, he, he was a, he was on a roll. Solid. Know, eight solid. straight completions. Eight straight, and you know he, he might even help uh, Keon Hatcher get a job today. How great <laughs> he was performing, but you know overall, EJ Manuel. Uh, I think he won the job, and I think you know Raider Nation could kind of rest a little easy knowing that there's somewhat of a backup quarterback there for Derek Carr. I mean, how about that? They got a backup quarterback who has starts in the NFL. He actually has starts with this particular team last right. year. He didn't do all that. He didn't do horrible last year in his start. I mean, he, he was okay. He was better than Connor Cook was in the playoff game. <laughs> You're right about that. Yeah, and he has some wins when he was a starter for the Bills. So, I mean, they have a, they have a solidified backup quarterback. But as you said, Keon Hatcher, this guy came out of nowhere trying to make the team. Like, how about this? Eight receptions, 128 yards, not one, not two, but three touchdowns wow. in the final game? That's 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 a way to kind of earn a spot on the team when when there's a uh, roster cups coming up cuts coming up in a few days. I think Keon Hatcher wants to make that team. I think so in a big way. So uh, that was pretty nice to see EJ Manuel kind of step up, and you could tell on the field he's kind of patting himself in the chest. He's, <laughs> he, he, his chest got real big. He was he was uh, taking in a lot of air, like Kevin Hart said. He was saying it with his chest out there. <laughs> I feel like he was directing it at Connor Cook. Like, yeah, I, I won this job. <laughs> I can see that as well. Now, from watching the game that we watched tonight, anyone in particular kind of catch you off guard in the fact that, you know, maybe they're starting for a uh, – they're trying to vie for a roster spot that played or did not play in this final preseason game? You know, going off of playing, uh, Mario Edwards Jr., he, he was yeah. playing there into the third quarter, and he's a second-round pick from the 2015 draft. You know how about that second-round curse going on in Oakland right now with John Gray? <laughs> he, he, don't, he don't care. You you're, got gone? Pick, you're gone. <laughs> and it, it could be now from from year 2015, 2016, and 2017 that all those three guys are not going to be there. That's crazy. So who? Obi Malafonwu was one. 2017, just last year. Okay. And a Jahid Ward, who was who was a guy who got traded for Ryan Switzer on okay. draft day, he's gone. He was 2016. <laughs> and that's kind of crazy to think that you know the the last it, it, not, not yet not yet Mario Edwards yeah, is still, still on the team, team but. Uh, John Green today after the game, you know, said he's 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 competing. He's well, he's not yet on the on the roster. Well, if you look at a tweet that was sent by Michael Gelkin, who was the Raiders beat writer at the Las Vegas Review Journal, whom knows that team as well or better than anyone, it says Mario Edwards Jr. does not have roster spot solidified. Anything but 2015 second round pick played into the fourth quarter. John Gruden declarative that wide receiver Roberts to make 53 man roster on Edwards. He's wow. in a competitive situation, and we'll have to let you know in the next day or so. That was sent 
22 minutes ago. <laughs> that says a lot. He's already uh, declaring spots for Seth Roberts, but not for Mario Edwards Jr. Ooh, wee. You know, it's tough for, for Mario. You know, he he... He was a guy who was at the end. Yeah. He was always hurt. He's supposed to be the guy to help out Khalil Mack. You know, people were saying, you know, Khalil Mack needs help. Uh, <laughs> he has the help now. It is not good for Mario. Man. He's a, now he moved to, move to D-tackle. We got P.J. Hall there. Yeah. Uh, who else is there? Maurice Hurst. Yeah. Uh, Justin Ellis is there. So yeah. D-tackle D is, you know, pretty stacked right now. And and Mario is not showing. And it's not even because he's finally healthy. He's just not showing it in practices and games. No, that's true. And, and if you're a John Gruden fan – or if you're a Raiders fan, uh, you know that John Gruden wants to see guys actually on the field and doing something. You know what I mean? You got to show and prove. You got to be able to practice. You got to be, be able to be out there and show what you're doing on the field, i.e. Obi Malafonwu. You know, even when um, uh, Garyon Conley, when he was hurt. Yeah. When he got on the field, he showed and proved. And Gruden was like, okay, you might be hurt, but when you came out here, you actually did what you <laughs> He's like the to only guy that John Gruden did not draft who's safe. <laughs> Anybody else drafted by Reggie McKenzie, yeah. you know, they're probably on the hot seat. But Garen Conley, who was only playing two games last year, yeah. he did something right in practices or behind closed doors or he's just been, you know, talking and talking and he's charming. Got pictures of Gruden. <laughs> Something's going on. Maybe he's blackmailing, but he really <laughs> loves Garyon Conley. But the rest of the guys, don't even think about it. <laughs> you might be getting out of here. All right. So how about this then? Chris Warren, uh, he played tonight. He didn't actually do all that well in the game. I mean, he had a few carries, what, 12 carries, 42 yards. He had a long of 14 yards. So eh, he didn't play all that well. Um, but throughout the preseason, he did play well. So I'm wondering what you think about his roster spot on the team. And another guy whom we didn't see in the game, but Derek Johnson. We haven't heard a whole lot from him at all. And it, going kind of down the roster right here, he didn't play in this final preseason game. But he was a guy that was brought in, and a lot of people thought, that, you know, bringing all these veterans and maybe help the linebacking core or whatever, whatever. What are your thoughts on those guys, man? Who do you want first, Derek Johnson or Chris ahead, Warren? You can start with the final. For Johnson. Derek Johnson. Yeah. I was tough. You know, I'm, I'm hearing now reports or seeing reports on Twitter that, you know, you know, John Green brought in all these veteran guys, but you can't keep all of them when there's there's cuts coming up and yeah. some of these young guys are doing well and you, now you're trying to figure out who's going to make it and who's not. And then then you see maybe, you know, Derek Johnson's lost a step here and there, but his leadership is great. You yeah. want to have guys like that. And he, he's been great to talk to in, in the media. He, he, he's a, a great guy. But sometimes you, you still got to show. Great guys. You still got to be able to play. You got to right? be able to play. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of – I'm wondering if Derek Johnson is safe because remember the guy last year who kind of stepped in him and threw him to the fire, Markel Lee? Yeah, that's He's right. He's really improved this year. The training camp, when I was there in Napa, he, he was always, you know, making the right move, making the right play. So maybe Mark Lee is finally ready. He was a rookie fifth rounder a year ago who was mm -hmm. not ready until a Navarro Bowman came in and took you know took it away from him. Yeah. But I think he probably learned from Bowman. Maybe he learned from Tahir Wahid and, and Derek Johnson. And then now Mark Lee is ready, and that could probably not go well for, for Derek Johnson, but his leadership is great. That, and then that, that's going to be a tough choice for John Green. And is that – you know, way out in him not playing so well. Yeah, because Lee didn't play tonight. Yeah, because I think he already won a job. He yeah. might he might even start, which is the crazy part. You got to decide between Derek Johnson or Mark Lee. Wow. And I think Tyre Whitehead is going to be a starter there. Okay. And I think Lemire might be another guy there. So it's like four. It's like a guy, like four guys in the mix right now. Okay. So for Derek Johnson, you know, might you be might, the odd man out. Might be the odd man out. You might even save some money if you let him go, and. 
you know, he's over here. Give that money to Khalil Mack. <laughs> That's the thing the Raider fans are saying now. You know, <laughs> any money that they find laying around, any loose change they, in they the couch. Give, they could donate money to Oakland High School. They're going to still get mad, which <laughs> did happen a few days ago, which is wild. GoFundMe money that they can get to Khalil Mack. <laughs> Have they not started that yet? A GoFundMe for Khalil Mack? Let's, let's, let's pay the Mack. Pay the Mack. Ah, pay the Mack. So what about Chris Warren? And Chris Warren started off really well. He, yeah. was, he was, I was calling him the preseason MVP. He, the, he was. The, the, tra- I, the training camp standout. Yeah, we're both there, man. But he's kind of slowed down the last co- couple games. You know, he's not bit. getting, you know, those those yards, you know, per carry, per average kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you have a guy like Chris Warren who likes to, you know, run in the trenches, you know, the guys that need carries to get going and, and get hot, you know, like, you know, guys like AP or even Marshawn Lynch, you know, yeah. those guys need the carries to finally break one loose because – they come at you, they wear you down. They're not the flashy guy, you know, backfield catcher. But I think Chris Warren did enough to really impress John Gruden and the coaching staff there to, to win a job. But it makes it tricky because you're also going to keep a fullback. You yeah. know, Jack Thoreau didn't really, you know, believe in the fullback. John Gruden does. And, <laughs> well, our guy here, Larry Amir, is showing us that there is a Khalil Mack GoFundMe for $10 <laughs> right now. <laughs> Ten whole bucks. All right. You can put, like, minus... Ten bucks on there for me. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I'll put five bucks on there. Why not? Oh wow, let's, let's get it going. Okay. No, but running back is a it's a spot that's you know a, a deep position for for uh, Chris Warren to make. But I think he's gonna get a spot on there. It, now it's looking like DeAndre Washington was a very talented running back. Is he, he might, out of there? He might be out of there too. Ah, we always say it. The best ability is you gotta be available, right? Availability, availability is yes. All right. So there's another few guys that we're wondering about. How about James? Kozer and Jason Cabinda. Cabinda. Kowser. Kowser, excuse me, yeah. He actually went to a college here not too far from uh, Las Vegas, uh, Southern Nevada. I'm sorry, Southern Utah, which is uh, ah. two hours away from here. Okay, all right, uh, right up the road. But the thing about, you know, James Kowser, he he also could play two two positions, not just a uh, linebacker. He could play, you know, defensive end. Okay. And who's missing right now defensive end? Uh, Khalil Mack. Oh, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> He's no Khalil Mack, yeah. but he could help you out there. He had one tackle tonight. One tackle. Kowser. Kowser, yeah, but Cabinda had a good game tonight. Oh yeah, right? he had ten tackles. Yeah, so that could be a tough. Two I know for a loss. Our, our guy Michael Gelkin did a story yesterday on, on projecting the the final fifty three roster, and he had uh, Kowser making over Cabinda. Maybe, oh wow! Maybe now uh, John Gruen is looking at that stat sheet for Cabinda, and what was it, ten tackles? Yeah. And he's like, maybe I should change my mind. <laughs> but it, it's tough because Cabinda's been a, a really solid linebacker. He, he, he's a guy you want, you want who's like a durable, you know, fast playmaker. But Cowser gives you so much more. He also played special teams last year, and you get, you got to feel the special 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 sorry special teams roster spots last year. He played in that, and that's also very valuable. But I think linebacker that could be the tricky one for John Gruden. Okay, so all right, how about these two guys? Because I, I wonder about this before we go on to a break. But one more question. Two guys whom I thought would play. Donald Penn, he came out in his his interview session on Wednesday. No, that had been Tuesday because today is Thursday. So he came out on Wednesday and he talked about, hey, you know, I need more reps. I just need more practice at right tackle. I'm going to be okay. I thought he'd play in this preseason game. He did not play. Dominique Rogers cromartie he played a tiny bit the day after he signed. You know, he played man-to-man. He didn't play tonight either. Did it surprise you at all that those guys didn't play or – just, just to get reps, not because they're going to get cut, but just to kind of give them some some reps. I feel like maybe John Gruden, you know, you know, made it a choice for the players. Hey, do you feel like you need a rep, or do you rather just be healthy and get ready for the regular season? And, yeah. And maybe Donald Penn you know, you said, you know what, I'd rather get my reps in practice and get ready and not risk injury in, in a meaningless game. You know, last game of the preseason. 
But guys like uh, Rashawn Melvin, the cornerback, he played and he's a, <laughs> he's pretty much locked in as yeah. a, as a as a starting cornerback there. So maybe he told John Green, "Hey, I, I'm new Is to the he? team." <laughs> I don't think he's uh, on the bubble there for being cut because he got paid a lot of money to, to join the Raiders this yeah. offseason from the Colts. But maybe he said, hey, I am not. I don't feel like I'm up to par with uh, Paul Gunther's playbook. Let me get a few more uh, snaps in there and, and John Green let him go. And maybe for Donald Pan and guys like DRC, we're just like, hey, I'd rather just, you know, take my take my snaps and practice. All right. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break. But when we come back from the break, we'll talk about Khalil Mack. Is he going to be traded? Ooh, <laughs> is he going to be traded? And also, uh, when we come back after the break, we'll be joined. Oh, I'll be joined by NFL great Super Bowl champion Dwight Freeney. Our Vegas Station podcast is brought to you by the Review Journal. You can find all of our shows on iTunes or at ReviewJournal.com. Also, watch our Vegas Nation video reports on Roku Television or Amazon Fire Stick and read stories by Michael Gelkin, the Raiders beat writer, and Gilberto Monsano, the NFL writer here at the Las Vegas Review Journal on the Silver and Black and the rest of the NFL at ReviewJournal.com. Let's go be spontaneous. Let's go out of our comfort zone. Let's go make the most of it in the Toyota Corolla. Toyota, let's go places. All right, welcome back to Vegas Nation. And tonight we have a very special guest. We have a 16-season NFL veteran, a seven-time Pro Bowler, a Super Bowl champion, Dwight Freeney joins us here on Vegas Nation, courtesy of True Eagles Energy Drink, a drink that will benefit the Folded Flag Foundation. Dwight, thank you very much for joining us. And I guess one thing, right off the top, how did you get involved with True Eagle Energy Drink? Oh, man, you know, the thing is, you know, I've always wanted to be involved in, in some type of way, giving back, and... um I had a friend who knew a friend that was involved in Trigo. So, you know, I kind of inquired on it and tried to figure out exactly what they were doing. And it was amazing, man. You know, they give 10% of the proceeds to support families of the following heroes, of our heroes, you know, and give it to the Folding Flag Foundation. You know, and they give 100% of all their monies and proceeds to, you know, fallen heroes and soldiers, man. So, you know, I, you know, that's a great cause, and, and you know, all they go out there and they fight for our rights for us to do the things that we want to do today, man. So and those are the true heroes. Now, in speaking of true American heroes and veterans that were either captured or whatever or fallen, how about John McCain and his recent passing, a true American hero, and just the amount of love and, and, and support that he's seemed like he's received nationwide after his passing – in a, a foundation like this deals with specifically a person like him who was a true American hero. No, absolutely. I mean, the things that John McCain has done for this country, you know, um, obviously, you know, a prisoner of war and came back and, and he's a real true hero for our country. And, and obviously, you know, a sad day to day, you know, or, you know, his funeral is today, but his passing, but, you know, the things that he stood for, you know, um, people, a lot of other people should try to model themselves after him, you know, and uh, I know he's leaving uh, behind a great legacy of work. Now, we deal with the Raiders being this is a Vegas Nation podcast. We're here in Las Vegas, and, you know, we, we do a daily show on the Raiders, and tonight they have their final preseason game, a game that most starters don't play, as you know, uh, but they will not have a guy like Khalil Mack, whom is 
a guy who has really modeled his game in a sense after you, trying to be you. He's really trying to be. I'll go ahead and say it. He's trying to be like you, being the fact that you're a guy. (laughs) (laughs) You came off that edge and you made things happen during your tenure in the NFL. Can you see a world in which Khalil Mack is traded away from the Raiders, the fact that he's trying to get this contract and now there's rumors of him being traded and blah, blah, blah. Could you ever imagine a world in which the Raiders would get rid of him? There's no way. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. There's no way that they're going to trade him. I, I think right now it's, you know, he wants his money. You know, it's still preseason. Yeah. Okay, so you have nothing to be worried about. Okay, the guy doesn't have a contract. He wants to play under, you know, he doesn't want to hurt himself during preseason. Not, you know, so I can see that happening. I think the team wants to kind of play hardball. He's trying to play hardball. It's all fun and games until <laughs> week one. Okay, when week one happens and starts, if he's still not signed by then, then you guys got something to worry about. <laughs> but right now, it's not week one yet. They still got another preseason game. Um, all is good. Okay. Now, I know a big thing in the locker room, I've been in a a bunch of them, guys don't like to count other guys' money. So with that being said, a guy like Khalil Mack, who's seen Odell Beckham, same draft class, get paid oodles and oodles amounts of money. I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't in his draft class. He's not a defensive player, but still, he got paid a boatload of money. Brandon Cooks gets a whole lot. I mean, guys are getting a whole lot of money. And then the Raiders are probably have some kind of number that they don't want to go over. How hard is it if you're sitting on the sideline and looking at all these guys getting paid and not be furious? Like, man, what, what are they doing? Can they, did they not know that I was the defensive player of the year a couple of years ago? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the Raiders are playing hardball, you know, and um, I think what they're trying to do is extend this thing one more year, you know, and mm. I, I don't know what they're waiting for. You know, he's a, superstar in the league, a superstar on their team. He's put his work in, and he deserves to uh, be paid like he put his work in. And, and uh, So I don't know exactly what numbers he's talking about, and maybe, you know, maybe that's the issue. You know, maybe he's asking for way too much. I mean, there I'm sure there are numbers that are too much. So, <laughs> for for a guy I, like I, that. I, well, I mean, you know, yeah. you don't know what he's asking for. You know, he could be asking to be the highest paid player in the NFL. This is true. You know? That's true. So, in in the end, you know, should he get paid? Absolutely. You know, um, he has a resume to be the highest defensive player in the league. Yeah, I get that. And and so, I feel like, you know, the Raiders are going to step up. But in the end, you know, they, they're going to play hardball as well. They're not just going to hand it out. You know, but I think there's a, a thin line there, and, and where you got to worry about your organization and, make, and the morale, and making sure that you have all your guys ready for the yes. season. So, like I said, it's all fun and games until it isn't, and that's week one. I got you. Now, this is a question and a topic that you have been bombarded with. I know you've been bombarded with your time in Atlanta. You guys had a great season. Uh, I was watching that game. I, I used to be the New England Patriots uh, sideline reporter, and uh, I was not a fan of the New England Patriots, but I was talking big trash because I, I I knew you guys won this game. I just I lived in Atlanta at, at one point in time out in Stone Mountain. I was talking big trash. You guys, this game is over. Whoa. Have you have you gotten over that loss yet? I mean, cause it's been a while, and I've I've lost games myself. Yeah. You know what? Put it. I mean, look. 
you lose a Super Bowl, you don't get over it. Yeah, right? yeah. So I lost the Super Bowl to the New Orleans Saints in 2009 and 10, and I still remember that. Mm. And I still haven't got over that. So imagine, <laughs> imagine me trying to get over this last one where we had it in the bag. You know, all you got to do is pretty much run out the clock. Oh. And, you know, and that's it. You know, let's let's stop being so aggressive. And I think it's just, you know, it's it's a difference of uh, experience, you know. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, the lack of experience on our side, you know, trying to maybe do too much cost us that game, you know. And the Patriots knowing how to convert when they needed to convert in the score and do those things, oh. you know, that's that, – that's, what it was. I mean, it was one second. It was like, okay, we got this thing in the back. Let's just run the ball. Wait, we're not running it. Oh, God. We got sacked. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he fumbled. <laughs> that's how, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how I went down, man. It was just like the perfect storm um, for them to, to, for it to happen the way it happened, you know, and that's just what it is. And you, a guy who've competed against the New England Patriots numerous times, in your time in Indianapolis playing with Peyton Manning. So, I mean, you seem like, why does everything, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm passionate about this almost maybe more than you, but why does everything go right for the New England Patriots all the time? You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> all the time. I, well, I, you know what? I think the thing is this, you know, I think they do a tremendous job, you know, and Bill and, and Tom and those guys over there, you know, building a system to where as though those guys – are where they're supposed to be and they make it easy enough or simple enough or whatever they decide, whatever they do over there, you know, it's, it's a lot more efficient. And mm. I think, you know, they don't take as many risks as, as other teams. So they're playing the numbers at all times, you know, and they're putting plays in that are more favorable for keeping the ball, you know, in their receiver's hands, not really throwing downfield and taking big, heavy chances yep. like other teams do, knowing how to run the ball, what runs work the best. So their system alone is just a lot better than other teams, you know, and, um, and I understand okay why too. they win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, so they may also have, you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks, you know, who's played the game and one one of the greatest or not the greatest coach who's ever coached. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Again, I, I really appreciate you joining us here on our Vegas Nation podcast. Dwight Freeney, courtesy of True Eagle Energy Drink, benefiting the Folded Flag Foundation, Super Bowl champion, all-around good guy. Thank you very much. All right, man. I appreciate you, man. All right. Have a good yeah. night. All right, you too. Thanks. Michael Broto Monsano here at the RJ Studios. And Gilbert, you got a chance to hear Dwight Freeney talk about the fact that, you know what, uh, there's no way that I can see Khalil Mack being traded. He says, you know, if he misses one game in the preseason, that's when, or in the regular season, that's when you really should care about things. But missing games in the preseason, eh, doesn't mean anything at all. So, with that being said, you've seen the reports, I've seen the reports, two first rounders and all this kind of <laughs> stuff. It's. It, you go on ESPN.com. They're making it seem as if like, everybody's Raiders getting are... traded for Khalil Mack. I <laughs> might get traded for Khalil Mack. <laughs> exactly. How many first rounders for you? For uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I, I can't be the only guy in the package. Okay. So I mean, is there any scenario in which the Raiders trade Khalil Mack, or do you think that 
this is just coming from maybe Khalil Mack's camp or the Raiders or, or what's going on? I'm more uh, with Dwight Freeney. I just can't see Khalil Mack being traded. You know, there there's two positions in this, in this league that don't get traded. It's quarterback and pass rusher. If you're an elite guy at those positions, you probably won't be traded. That's, it's not the NBA. It's not baseball. <laughs> it's not the crazy, you know, trade de- deadline. When you got one of those two positions and locked down for the next 10 years, you try to keep those guys. Yeah. So I don't think that I don't see a trade happening. And also, too, because he's still playing on his fifth year option. He still has that fifth year, which is coming up in 2018. Then you got all these franchise tags. I know it's messy, but you can yeah. still you could pretty much essentially lock them out down for three years without a contract or an extension. They don't so have to do anything. They don't have to do anything. You still got to pay them a, a lot of money for the franchise tags, but you, but you still you still pretty much have his rights. Or how they say in basketball, the, his bird's right. Yeah. So, you know, with football is different. So I don't, I don't see a trade. But I know John Green has this whole thing going on where, like, if he didn't draft you, you might be out the door, and everybody's kind of high alert right yeah. now. But <laughs> he, he can't be – isn't this bad press for John Green yeah. to Raider Nation the way that it seems – the way he seems like he's tra- he's uh, treating Khalil Mack? People are pointing the finger at Chucky right now, saying he's the reason why Khalil Mack is not in the mm. building right now. And it's kind of crazy to think that the guy who was so beloved up there in Oakland and in the Raider Nation is uh, now the bad guy. Yeah, he, he's making he only he's only making a hundred million dollars. <laughs> like, he can't take some of that money and, and send it to the GoFundMe account for Khalil Mack. <laughs> he should write some some of that hundred million dollars. <laughs> but the thing with uh, John Gruden, he has so much security, he could kind of get crazy sometimes. You yeah. know, when it comes to Khalil Mack, he's not gonna get fired anytime soon. This is so, true. But I feel like John Gruden knows how important Khalil Mack is. It's just a time frame. There's a game coming up in two weeks. I don't know if you heard. It's September 10th. It's running run around the huh. corner. Who are they playing? The Rams. Huh. Okay. Do you think they'll need him against the Rams? Do you think the Rams are going to throw the ball? <laughs> they will a lot. And Todd Gurley's also there. Oh. They're yeah. very good on offense. Okay. All right. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not saying it will get to the point where Khalil Mack is not going to play in that game. But I just feel like people are kind of on this urgent or have urgency to get it going because there's a game coming up. Yeah. But, you know, these things could maybe actually – Start really moving real fast after you know the holiday Labor Day, maybe September first. You know, true. Twitter's kind of going crazy right now for Khalil Mack. Understandably so. If if you're Raider Nation, I mean, obviously fans are fanatic. I mean, that's you know the fanatical fans or whatever. So they're they're pulling their hair out. They oh my god, Khalil Mack's <laughs> not going to be there. But one, he hasn't lost any money yet, has he? Like you don't start losing money until well, he, the he loses season, do you? game um, uh, game checks for missing preseason games. But okay. I, you know, sometimes when you 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 reach a contract with your with your team, yeah, they were like, oh, we'll, we'll just kind of let that slide and we'll waive it. But as yeah. of now, you know, essentially he is losing. I think about eight hundred thousand dollars for all these preseason okay. games, and then it goes up higher in the regular season. Mm. You know, also the crazy thing about Twitter today: positive news from the Kalumak side. Uh, oh yeah, one Kalumak <laughs> was seen in the airport in in New York. I think he's been training in Buffalo. He went to school in Buffalo. Yeah. So people are thinking, oh, he might be going, uh, getting on a plane to go to to uh, Oakland. I don't so know if it's Southwest. So it's probably better than Southwest, but he, <laughs> he's going on a one-way flight to Oakland and maybe signing. And the other thing I, we also saw is he I actually – I thought he was in Detroit. <laughs> oh, that's right. The limo. The, we haven't even talked about <laughs> the limo driver. Limo, yeah, yeah. That, that shows show how crazy the entire country is about Khalil Mack. Raider Nation's Detroit. everywhere. Detroit is actually making some rumors about limo drivers. What was it like a, a Twitter or something? 
tweeters that someone said that yeah, they saw pa- him. Yeah, apparently some limo driver told a radio guy in Detroit that, hey, Khalil <laughs> Mack is in town. <laughs> Khalil Mack was in town. And he had a, and he was meeting with the GM for the yeah, Lions. Yeah, he, he had a, bu- a he had the inside meeting. scoop. Yeah, yeah. But I really think he got it confused with Robert Ayers. Ro- Robert Ayers was a guy who, who, was, a, who was a Detroit Lions, a member of the Detroit Lions for less than 24 hours. Okay. He, he signed there the day that supposedly rumors came up. And they got released the next day. So that's uh, a whole different story in okay. itself, but it was pretty wild. But the thing on the Kalua Mac for the positive side, mm. he actually re- responded to a, a, re- a Bay Area reporter today on Twitter. Uh, a reporter from the from the Bay Area had like a, a I think it was like a, a, a highlight video of Khalil Mack and he okay. was just like saying you know, this is how good he is with his spin move. Mm-hmm. And then Kalua Mack responded under saying, I miss it. So maybe he's finding it that itch now to come back. That could be some good news there for the Radio Nation. Ah, I see it right here. I miss you it. Got it? One. Oh yeah, Khalil Mack, he misses it. That's gotta be a good sign, right? Yeah, that that is a, a good sign. It is a good sign. Um, all right. Well, we'll see. What, I guess what's going on with Khalil Mack. How about this? Let's let's talk about this because the preseason, the Raiders, they go three and one, which is it's the preseason and it doesn't really matter, but. It also does matter because if they went 0-4 in the preseason, people like freaking out. Yeah, people would be going crazy. So they go 3-1 in the preseason. We've talked about what we believe their record may be in the regular season. 7-9 is what you said. And we had someone who had written in your Vegas Nation mailbag, and that's what they said. You kind of agreed with it. So after watching the 3-1 preseason Raiders (laughs) under John Gruden, who are their beasts right now, have you changed your mind? Do you think that maybe their record may be a little bit better? In the regular season, I did like what I saw from John Gruden's Uh-oh. first training camp and Uh-oh. preseason in ten years. Mm-hmm. But I think that only gets him one game up on, on my one whole game, uh, one whole game, and Getting it's a uh, skill for one game. Five hundred record of eight and eight. eight you know, your eight. mediocre Ooh. land where you're not gonna get a good pick, but you're not gonna Ooh. make the playoffs either. So it's kind of the worst spot to be in. But oh, it's God. it's a promising eight and eight because. I like the rookie class, uh, Arden Key and Mo Hurst and P.J. Hall. Yeah. They're, they're, that D-line is suddenly a strength now. And a year ago, we were just screaming, get Khalil Mack help. But he finally has it. Okay, so you think that the D-line is going to be better. We also talked about this and the fact that last year, the Raiders had 31 sacks as a team. It's not very good. It's not very good. <laughs> so this year, it's going to go up. I We both believe that it's going to go up. Obviously, their defensive line is a strength right now. And say they, they go up and they have say they have 43 sacks as a team. I can see that. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, their defense has to be much better. Maybe that, that gets quarterbacks to throw a few more interceptions because, you know, they're getting sacks or being rushed a little bit more. And then I'm, this, I'm being devil's advocate. With all that being said, they throw more picks. The defense is better. The record has to be better than eight and eight, no? <laughs> well, no last year they were six and ten, so two—it's—it's it's, it's a good—it's a good start. Two whole games. John Gruden is worth two games. <laughs> but I'm—I'm very—you know—I'm still worried about you know the back end of the defense. The linebackers we mentioned, Derek Johnson and, and Tyre Whitehead, are older veterans. Uh, mm-hmm. We're still not sure what we're gonna get from Mark Lee and, and Lemire. Uh, I think they'll be better the uh, the uh, when defending the pass as linebackers. Okay, I don't know if they'll be able, you know. To move around as fast, you know, you know, once when a guy comes in through the tackles, they have to, uh-huh. you know, go to go tackle him to get some of those quick yards. So I think there'll be a better pass, you know, passing defense team. Okay. The secondary is still a lot of question marks, a lot of holes, but like you mentioned, and they're getting pressure up front. Yeah, and Gunther, he likes might to, help him out. He likes to blitz a yeah, lot, right? Go go up, but I just feel like you know when you start facing, you know, what we got Jared Goff the for the first week. He's had one good season. <laughs> he's, he's still a good quarterback. Or you know, once they get to what Philip Rivers and in the division. 
you know, guys, those veteran guys will figure it out, and they 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 release the ball pretty quick, and you don't have enough time to rely on the D line. Hmm. You know, so I'm still very skeptical about the secondary. And you know, an area people always kind of liked in the past is the offensive line, the O line. I, I'm not feeling good about the whole experiment there where Donald Penn. Donald right. Penn was killing it on the right <laughs> as a right tackle, no, or getting uh, killed. Is he that, looked pretty lost out there. Okay, I messed that up. He was getting killed, not killing. Okay, my my bad. Simple mistake, Brian. But the whole experiment with with, with uh, Donald Penn there, right? And I mean, just giving the kid Colton Miller the left tackle spot so fast. I'm like, mm. w- you have a good left tackle already. Let Donald Penn Do play there yeah. and groom the kid Colton Miller, and don't just don't throw him into the wolves. And sometimes that position is hard. And mentally, if you keep giving up all these sacks and getting your getting your quarterback beat up, that could really mess you up mentally. And you could again, you could mention you could get your quarterback hurt. Mm. So I, I feel like they should go back to Donald Penn. A left tackle and maybe let Khalil, uh, sorry, uh, I'm thinking Khalil Mack too much in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> Khalil Col- Mack play right Colton tackle. Colton Miller. He's, he's good. <laughs> watch, he could probably play that position. He probably but did. let Colton watch a little bit before you just throw him in there. I got you. All right. So, with all this being said, we've watched the preseason again at 3-1. and one. What has been the best thing that you have seen from the Raiders in this preseason that John Gruden, you know what, I can see the John Gruden effect in this respect in the preseason, the fact they went 3-1. and one. I think that uh, that was very, very good by the Raiders. I really like the competition, the no-nonsense of what happened before. I'm not going to let it fly. Like, we, we mentioned all those second rounds are, you know, being cut. You know, yeah. no, nobody's earning their job. If Kalu Mack cannot, you know, get a paycheck, then that means the rest of the guys should be worried. Yeah. I like that, you know, I, I'm here. I'm going to change everything. You know, it, things are going to be different. Now. I you like got to show me. You, you got to work. You got to earn it. You can't just start, you know, giving people jobs. And, and, and like we mentioned, Mario Edwards Jr. is fighting for his job r- 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 as we speak. Uh, but I really like the competition that, that John Gruden brings. I know people make fun of him for being the old school guy, but mm-hmm. I think the physical play of the, with the running game, especially with you know Marshawn Lynch and, and Chris Warren, yeah. that's, that still works in the NFL. You, get, if you start blocking and you keep running the ball and you start wearing down defenses, you get the play action going for Derek Carr that can help out. I, I'm really intrigued to see how the running game is going to be. And I, I was actually kind of, you know, critical of the running attack. I'm like, why are you drafting a running back? There's so many young running backs you could draft, you know, they're yeah. doing so well right now. And they're not they're just kind of getting Doug Martin or, you know, letting Marshawn Lynch be the guy at 32. But they've done a good job. You know, they found Chris Warren. I think Jalen Rashad's going to have a good year. And Mar- wow. Marshawn Lynch still looks pretty fresh. Man, that, that's a lot of positives that you see at this team that's going <laughs> eight and eight and not making Remember, the playoffs. It's eight and eight. So I have to be one half has to be really negative and the other half has to be really good. All right. So with that being said, what is the half that you have seen from this team that I mean, you've, you've alluded to a few things, but maybe what have you seen that is negative? Like, uh, eh, they, they really good. And you can't say the defensive backfield. Okay. <laughs> Make it hard for me. No, yes. I, I got a good one for you. All right, here we I go. am worried about the wide receivers. Wow, I'm worried about the wide receivers. I know people are going to say, you know, when you had Jordan Nelson and Mar- I know, Jordan Nelson and Martavis Bryant. The White Tiger, and, and, man. And Amari Cooper. Yeah, the White Tiger. He, where, where is the White he's Tiger? Caged, he, he's, he's still, caged, baby. He's still sleeping. You, you're not going to see him. <laughs> and John Gruden really wants to see a third wide receiver step up, and I don't think anybody's done it yet. I, and I can't think of a wide receiver besides Keon, Keon Hatcher. I was, I was just getting ready to say him. <laughs> I was like, I was, wait, I have one for you. <laughs> but he's like the eighth man on the team, and yeah. we're not even sure he's going to make it. Yeah, you're right. And – there he let go of Ryan Switzer. How about Ryan Switzer? You know, he was at the the training camp darling where everybody he's gonna he's playing well, he yeah. to be the slot guy, he's gonna oh, be yeah. great there. He's not there. He's anymore. getting his Julian Edelman. <laughs> exactly. He got traded to the Steelers again, and he's not Julian Edelman at he's all. Not? Okay. Uh, he's a good special teams guy, 
but I don't think he's going to be a you know a great all around wide receiver. Uh-huh. And the Raiders gave up on him pretty fast. Yeah. And Griff Whalen also, oh, he's going to step in now for Switzer. He's already on the IR and not around. So nobody is stepping up for this job. And you're going to rely on Jordan Nelson, who's been in the game for 11 years now, to kind of carry you. He's going to ball out. I don't know. He, I know yeah. people say he didn't. He, he didn't have Aaron Rodgers a year ago, but he's he's older now. He has those, those ACL ACL injuries. I think he's not gonna be the same guy you expect him to be. And you paid him a lot of money, also. Yeah, but he looks so young out there. <laughs> reports, man. He looks like he's in his early thirties. You man. gotta love those training camp reports where, where everybody's saying, "Man, I, I'm in the best shape of my life." Oh yeah, yeah. And people buy that. Yeah. You gotta wait oh. till the, wait till the games start going, and then we'll we'll see. Especially in the older veterans, okay. you know, like we mentioned, Derek Johnson. They might not be the same. And um, I think the one guy who might have a great year is Amari Cooper. Okay. And the reason why I say that, you know, Khalil Mack is, you know, fighting for a contract. Guess who's up next now? Yeah. Amari Cooper. He needs yeah. to play motivated. And then, uh, you know, it's kind of fair to say he's kind of underperformed since being drafted fourth, fourth, number four overall in 2015. Really? I feel like he could do a lot better. I, you know, especially the drop balls really kill him. So, you are you a prisoner of the moment and the fact that last year he was horrendous, but the years before that, the two years prior, didn't he have what back? Didn't he have back to back? He had you know one thousand yard you know receiving yard seasons. Yeah. But when you see guys like Odell Beckham and Mike Evans and Michael Thomas doing really good, and they're also probably drafted lower than number four, yeah. and I'm like, why can't we get some of that production for the for the Raiders? See, you're up here bringing up you're over here bringing up facts and stuff like that. Now, <laughs> all right, now I don't need you trying to mess up this argument with. I facts. like Amari Cooper, but I feel like it did so much better. And I think, this, but I'm saying this is a year we'll see the real Amari Cooper, especially you no know, Michael Crabtree there. He's gonna get the red zone targets. I think he's gonna get more than I think the most he's done is nine touchdowns. Yeah, in a season. Well, I'm looking at it right now. How about this? Last year it was bad. Six hundred and eighty yards. That's not good. How about the year before that? Eleven hundred fifty-three yards. Solid. Yes, the year before that, one thousand seventy yards. Not only, bad. This is only his fourth season. But you, and two out of three of those yeah. years were thousand yard. But I bet if you look at I know Odell Beckham was a high ceiling, but look really? at look, Odell at, look at Michael Thomas. He was a second round pick for the Saints, and I think he has back to back maybe around that range, right? But see, with that being said, he has a quarterback that's throwing to him that is way better than the he Derek is. Derek Carr, yes, Drew Brees is eight thousand percent better than. But you make it Carr. seem like Derek Carr is just a, a a guy off the street. No, I'm making it seem like Drew Brees is really really that good. Yes. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to you know yes. Get, Drew Brees. Trying yeah, to fire what? you up here, Brian? No, no, you're not firing me up. It's just that uh, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing facts to the equation. Drew yeah, Brees, no, 72% right. completion percentage. And no, Derek he's Carr. A, he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. Gilbert, you have said a good amount of good things and not a good amount of bad things. You've, you've, been, <laughs> you've been high on the good scale. Good balance, right? The, yes, yes. And our... Uh, Technical advisor to our left, Larry Amir, has done a very good job over here as well. He's he's provided he's provided some energy to the show. Yeah, you got to check the GoFundMe. Any more money on that app uh, for Khalil Mack? <laughs> it's still $10. It's, it's still at $10 right now. Yeah, come on, Raider Nation. Help out Khalil Mack. He needs that money. All right, folks. We'll wrap up our final Vegas Nation podcast of the preseason. Next week, we shall be doing it for real. I'd like to thank Raiders beat writer Michael Gelkin for joining us. Obviously, NFL writer Hilberto Monsano for joining us, as well as NFL great Dwight Freeney. I'm Brian Salmon, and once again, folks, you can see our or you can listen to our Vegas Nation podcast 
It is brought to you by the Review Journal, Las Vegas Review Journal. You can find all of our shows on iTunes or at ReviewJournal.com. Also, our Vegas Nation video reports are on Roku Television or Amazon Fire Stick. We are at the RJ Studios for our Vegas Nation podcast. I'm Brian Salmon. We'll see you next week.